reading this morning is from John chapter 3, verses 1 to 8, which can be found on page 1065 in the Church Bibles, 1065. John chapter 3. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old, Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Let's just pray for Rachel as she comes to speak. Father, we thank you that your spirit is active amongst us this morning. We pray that that same spirit will minister to our hearts as we listen to Rachel's words and give her the right words to speak, to touch our hearts, and to make us conscious of your will. In Jesus' name, amen. So here we are, week three of the Who Are You in Christ series. So I don't know if you're certain already, but we're going to keep going, and we've been brought to being born of the Spirit of God. And I wonder what it is you think of when you hear the word spirit. Perhaps you think of a bottle of gin, or perhaps you think of a pixie or fairy-like being, or maybe you're very holy and you always think of the Holy Spirit. Now, describing to non-Christians what the Holy Spirit is and does, I've always found quite hard to pin down. However, in the church I grew up in, there was a window based on verse 8 of our passage, and hopefully that picture will come up on the screen if the computer does what we want it to. Hey! So this is the window from the church where I grew up. And for me, coming back to this window helps remind me of what is going on when we talk of being born of the Spirit. In this window, you can't see where the wind begins or ends, but you can see its movement through the whole window. You can't tell how strong the wind is, but you can see it spanning day and night covering hillsides and seasides, reminding those who take time to look at the window that we should never underestimate the power of the wind 
or the power of the Holy Spirit. In today's passage, we meet Nicodemus for the first time. We can assume a lot about him from what John tells us. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, a man of the ruling Jewish council, no less. So here we have a religious man, a man of knowledge, a man who teaches others, and yet a man with questions, a man drawn to Jesus. Despite this draw, Nicodemus has gone under the cover of night. Nicodemus calls Jesus a teacher who has come from God. Yet despite this high praise, he's unwilling to be seen talking to him in daylight, where other religious leaders might question or ridicule him. But then we have Jesus' response to Nicodemus' statement. Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. We might take this phrase for granted now and think we know what being born again means. Just this week, I had a non-Christian ask me if I really thought people could be born again. But we need to remember how perplexing this would have been to a man who has been Jewish and following Jewish laws since birth. Isn't it following the law that is going to bring God's kingdom to light? No wonder Nicodemus is confused. Yet being born again could also be translated as born from above, which can help us make sense of Jesus' explanation that we must be born of both water, meaning our natural birth, and of the spirit. There is more to our life than the tangible that we can see. To participate in God's kingdom, we must also have a spiritual birth, a new beginning where we trust ourselves into God's hands. I am pretty sure that is not what Nicodemus was expecting when he approached Jesus that night. As a member of the ruling Jewish council, he would have been following all the rules and would possibly have thought that he understood God entirely. Yet here we have Jesus telling him there is something else. There is something more than obedience to the law. There is a spiritual birth. A spiritual birth that leads to a new beginning, where we can focus on more than ourselves and our own needs and focus on God and God's kingdom. A spiritual birth where we find our true identity. Not an identity defined by being the fastest, the cleverest, the funniest, or whatever other label we might want to give ourselves but an identity found in God. And this week, I came across a quote by John Henry Newman, who was a controversial clergyman from the 19th century. But he said, Fear not that thy life shall come to an end, but rather that it shall never have a beginning. Fear not that thy life shall come to an end, but rather that it shall never have a beginning. We have nothing to fear in our life ending, but we need to give ourselves over to God if we want to have a true beginning. This gospel passage has some pretty big statements to get your head around. Flesh gives birth to flesh, 
but spirit gives birth to spirit. Being born of the spirit means letting go of the control we put on our lives. It means letting the spirit take control. And then we're back at verse 8 again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. The Spirit should be in control. It can be hard for us to release power to something else. We live in a world where we are told we can do it all, we can have it all, but this reminds us that having it isn't the main thing. God is the main thing. And if we want to enter his kingdom, we have to be born of the Spirit. And far from being scary, this should be freeing. By releasing control and trusting where the Spirit might lead, we are free to be the people God called us to be. The people we are truly are in God. Now, that might feel dangerous. You can never be sure where God might want to guide you. The Spirit, like the wind, which are the same word in Greek, can feel like a gentle breeze on a hot summer's day. It can be cool and inviting. Or it can be gale-force winds, carrying along anything that gets in its way. And that, can we have slides too? Now this picture is a man who made thousands catching the wind. And then he sold it in jars to China. So, I know, that's right. So fresh air from Great Britain was sold to China for 80 pounds a jar so that in their smog-filled cities they could breathe in a second or so of fresh country wind. So I don't know whether you're thinking, why didn't I think of that? We've got lovely hair here. Or if you're thinking some people will buy anything. But my thought was, can you really even capture the wind? You definitely can't capture the feeling of walking in the countryside and breathing in the fresh air. This man was just selling them a dream. But some things you just can't bottle. You can't capture the Holy Spirit. It runs through us and in us. And we can't control it but we should let it guide us. The Holy Spirit, just like the wind, will affect each person it touches. And the question I have for you today is, what effect will you let the Spirit have on you? Will you shiver gently and think that was nice, and then move on? Will you try and capture it in a jar to use later? Or will you let yourself be caught up in it, let yourself be carried away wherever it might be calling you. Now the good thing is, when you allow yourself to be carried by the Spirit, you're not alone. You're not asked to do anything God hasn't given you the strength for. It might be hard, but God is with you. It might be scary, but God is with you. And it might, just might, help you find your true identity that person God is calling you to be. Now this call to follow the Spirit comes with a warning though. There will be many things that seem like good things, but won't necessarily be the God thing. Beware of imitations. Beware of jars of air that are really empty promises. 
That is why a community of faith is important. We can guide each other. We can listen to each other, test the spirit and see where it's guiding each one of us. Now consider, what is it that has kept you on your spiritual journey? Why are you here this morning? Is it the promise of good coffee? Is it the community? Or is it that here you can meet with God? There are many people in our world who are looking for something. They, like Nicodemus, think there must be more than what they know so far. And it's down to us to share that we know what that something is. The hole that many people feel in their lives can't be filled with money, possessions, or simply by being busy. It's not going to be worked out through a self-help book or getting a like on social media. It's a hole that needs Jesus to fill it. And there are many opportunities for us to share this knowledge of Jesus if we let the Spirit guide us to them. We need to trust that God will give us the words we need when we find ourselves talking to someone who is seeking. Someone who is seeking for something more than the shiny new thing. Christianity isn't shiny, and it certainly isn't new, but it has lasted. It does have staying power. Something about our faith is captivating. Something made Nicodemus go to Jesus at night to find out more. And one of the things I find really exciting about this gospel story is that Nicodemus turns up later in John's gospel, first in chapter 7, and then crucially in chapter 19. And by chapter 19, it looks as though Nicodemus is letting the Spirit guide him. His actions are speaking louder than his words did previously. Nicodemus, along with Joseph of Arimathea, anoints and buries Jesus. Nicodemus's journey with Jesus started under the cover of night. But heeding the words of Jesus in chapter 3, verse 21, that whoever lives by truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Nicodemus steps forward and he acts in love in the sight of God with the power of the Holy Spirit. I find this exciting and helpful for us. At the end of chapter 3, You have no idea if Nicodemus has truly listened to Jesus' words, if he is going to go and contemplate their meaning, or is he going to leave thinking Jesus might be performing miracles, but this teacher is crazier than he first thought. And sometimes, when we listen to the Spirit, we might think he is telling us to do something crazy. We might think there is no way that the people we talk to are going to listen to us. But if we trust, if we listen, we just might find we draw people into a life with Jesus, a life where our identity isn't found in the labels given to us by ourselves or society, but an identity found through trusting in God. It is about who you are and not what you are. If we return to my first picture of the wind in verse 8, And think again on the metaphor. We can see Jesus encouraging us to open ourselves up to the uncontrollable. The uncontrollable 
yet totally trustworthy presence of God. We can't bottle it and sell it to others. We don't know when it will be a strong rush pushing us in a yet unknown direction. But we do know we can allow it to change us, allow it to transform us from someone like Nicodemus, who was scared and under the cover of night, to someone who is willing to take Jesus down from the cross and anoint him with costly costly spices, despite the possible repercussions. We are called to be disciples of Jesus. We are called to be born from above, to be born of the Spirit. We must let go of the known, the comfortable, and the tangible, and allow ourselves to be overtaken by the Spirit of God. It is the wind we can't see. It is the wind we can't touch. Yet it is the wind we can feel and we can hear. We are spiritual beings. We can be shaped and sustained by the Spirit who bears us. It's never too late or too early to start an adventure with the Holy Spirit. It's never too late to see where he might be guiding you. Amen.